Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Oh, I forgot that I was going to introduce myself in a... In a robot, robot in, voice? In, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Um, I'm doing okay. There's a chill in the air. It's yeah. feeling like fall. Fall has fallen. Yeah. No, there's a, the, we say spring has sprung. Do we say think, fall has fallen? I don't fallen? think we do, but I mean, we certainly can. I think I will. Yeah. This is the first day that it's been like less than 70 degrees. Yeah. So I'm all bundled up. Yeah, that is. Yeah. It's, um, it's an LA or SoCal in general thing that like, yeah, it feels, and I, I, I am, you know, a Midwesterner by birth and I like, want to like scoff at like people putting on you know coats when it's in the high 50s but like i've been here 16 years i'm acclimated yeah uh yeah we've talked i think we've talked about this before so i'm not gonna go uh well i went on a walk this morning and it was like full-on raining and i just like went on my three mile walk in the rain it was kind of fun yeah you're like Pretended you were you lived in Connecticut, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what the denizens of Stars Hollow would have. I was been. just going to say, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. it. It's the Harvest Festival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, jump right into this week's episodes of Friends and How I Met Your Mother. This is season one, episode twenty of each show, um, and I forgot to look up the names of them uh, uh evil orthodontist friends season one episode 20 the one with the evil orthodontist yeah how many other season one episode 20 best prom ever best prom ever yeah. so we'll start with the one with the evil ortho- orthodontist which is the friends episode uh i have to ask you off the bat natalie who is mr salty <laughs> they're having this debate oh. throughout the episode about like food like mascots or or right is mascots the right word but they're talking about mr peanut or mr salty and i was gonna look it up but i was like "Eh, it'll be better podcast material i I think maybe the pringles guy is there a pringles guy but i i i thought his name was mr pringle but i I could be wrong oh okay it might just be a made-up mascot that doesn't sound like friends though like they're so uh relevant or yeah like pop culture references yeah okay hold on maybe this just wasn't available oh maybe it's what east coast oh mr Mr. salty is a pretzel pretzel. but that looks like old but i guess the writers you know were probably here's a newer one oh okay but yeah that old one so it's a it's a he's a he's a pretzel man He's got a pretzel ball head. He's got two pretzel sticks for bodies, and he's got arms that are like a twisted, like a pretzel. He's twist. a made. He's a pretzel, he's but a pretzel. he's also made out of pretzels. Yes, uh, Mr. Salty Pretzel Twist. Look, I, honestly, it's making you hungry. I, I know. I want these so bad. You I'm love pretzels. A, I'm such a pretzel. I'm a pretzel eating. Yeah, but only a certain pretzel eating Peter. Mm, yeah, um, but only. Like the driest, most dense teething yeah. biscuit yeah. pretzel. <laughs> Hold on, I'll keep talking for a second. Oh, uh, I like pretzels too, but like a regular pretzel. Like I, I can fuck with a soft pretzel, but you like the like big, weird, just hard, dry pretzels. That's what I I, I like. Yeah. I recently, um, sorry, my phone is dying, so I'd plug it in. Mm. Um, as you know, I recently got like picked up 
like some sort of, it looked good. They yeah. were like, what was it? Like dots? Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Seasoned homemade pretzels yeah, or whatever, good, and they're yeah. like kind of pricey, and they have like good reviews. But I was like, what is all this flavor? It's not what I want to have a pretzel. These actually taste baked and fresh, and they're seasoned. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, like that's it. not that's not what I'm. So if you're here for. A, a pretzel Peter, is that what you said? Yeah, I was trying to think of a first a man's first name that starts with P R. Okay, I'm a real. Uh, Popcorn Paulette. Popcorn. Yeah, Popcorn Paulette. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, okay, so we figured out who Mr. Salty is. Mr. Salty is clearly cooler than Mr. Peanut. Mr. Salty is a sailor, though, which is weird. Because pretzels yeah. are so dry. But like Salty Sea. Right. Yeah. Because uh, like someone water. who's like a sailor is like an old salt. That's what yes. you call yeah. yeah. Okay. It makes perfect sense. Uh, mm. All right. So they're hanging out. Um, they're having that conversation at home. Uh, I say at home at, at Monica and Rachel's apartment mm-hmm. uh, and they notice that someone at the building across the street is staring into their windows with a telescope. Yeah. This is a running thing throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, but then we get our first uh, uh, trip to or our first visit to the perk of mm-hmm. this episode mm-hmm. where Chandler in a, a kind of storyline that feels very contrived you know, um, and, and that, I, that I didn't really like, uh, that he went on a date and had a good time and he's freaking out about when to call, when to call, yeah. which I think on the one hand, he's overthinking it. On the other hand, Phoebe and Monica being like, oh, quit, you know, they say quit being so testosterone mm-hmm. and then he makes a joke about testosterone being the real San Francisco treat, like rice But is that also a gay joke? Probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I that, feel like there was a time that in the 90s. wouldn't be the first one in this episode. Uh, yeah. I feel like there was a time, is recently in the 90s, where like any joke about San Francisco was like a gay joke. Yeah. It, for most of the country. That's what, uh, I mean, to see, like even as a kid, what like the thing that I knew about San Francisco was like, oh, there's a lot of gay people there. Yeah, it's such like a like a boomer mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's where I like I equated it with gay people and then with hippies, and then eventually with like Bay Area hardcore once I got into like college or high school. And now like Silicon Valley. Now, yeah, a place that seems like it's displaced anything interesting about itself. Yeah, but this is an outsider's perspective. I've lived in California for sixteen years and have never been to San Francisco, which is wild because I went to college in San Francisco. Yeah. And you've been to Chicago, where I went to college. Yeah. You loved it. Um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, but anyway, what I'm saying is this idea, on the one hand, yeah, don't overthink it. But I do think there is something to the idea of, like, don't call the next day. Well, I think that, like, that's been, like, fodder for, like, all kinds of, like, rom-coms. Yeah. Like, the timeline of when it's acceptable. Um, there, Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of things, like, wait for three days or yeah. text the next day or, you know, like I like the conversation in swingers, the famous conversation, you know, I don't remember that one. Um, where, cause, uh, John Favreau gets, uh, <laughs> admonishing the dog. That's yeah. what that was. Um, that was not smacking with those. No, no, no. <laughs> it was clapping. I was just trying to get her attention. To get the dog's attention. Um, I didn't want to think it was you smacking. The dog. Yeah. Um, I don't do that. No. Uh, John Favre gets someone's number and then they're like, yeah, you can't call tomorrow. You got to wait two days is standard, okay. you know, the hell, yeah. this whole thing. And then he's like, well, you guys got numbers tonight. How long are you going to wait 
to call them. And they say like in unison, eight days. That's, <laughs> that's the joke of the yeah, scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think waiting a couple of days makes sense. I don't know. I feel like nowadays, <laughs> um, no, you and I, I hope you wouldn't know. No, I don't. But I, even like in the past, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years, like you can say like a text, like it was nice. It was fun to meet you tonight. Talk to you soon. Or, or like, I don't think there's anything like weird or wrong with that. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I wouldn't know. Um, I've been off the market for, since 2008. Me too. Um, okay. <laughs> She's just going to keep doing it. It's too much. <laughs> it's distracting to the listeners though. <laughs> it's a cute dog. We have uh, a very cute very dog. Cute dog. Uh, but then, uh, so, and they're talking about like, uh, Rachel, Barry came back at the end of the last episode. So yeah. they're having this st- stupid conversation about when, when Chandler should call Danielle, Danielle. Um, and, uh, but then Rachel and Barry are outside. Cause like, he, you know, he came back and said he was still in love with her. Rachel was supposed to like break it off with her. Mm-hmm. They're all talking about it. And then, she comes in in their way of like acting natural as Chandler's like, and that's how a bill becomes a law, which is like, uh, there was so much schoolhouse rock nostalgia in the nineties. Yeah. Did yes. you have yes. the schoolhouse rock rocks CD? That um, had like all the like alt like all yes. rock bands. Covering? I didn't. Um, but I had friends who did. Yeah. It was like, I feel like I know blind melon did three is a magic number. I had the Moby I, did, uh, uh, little 12 toes maybe. What? what? Um, similar, I remember having the, um, the Saturday morning Saturday cartoon morning cartoons, compilation yes. with like the Ramones. And I think, did it have Sublime doing Sublime, Hong Kong Fooey? Sublime was on it. Yeah, yeah. I had that one. And yeah, some friends had the Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. That thing like. Compilations were like and all the rage. The compilations were all the rage. Yeah. And ironic covers were like so big, especially once you got into like the pop punk world, it was mm-hmm. like, you know. It'd be so funny of like, oh my God, we're less than Jake. Let's do a seven inch of like seventies TV theme cover songs. Well, that was like such a thing in the nineties. But it's always well, I mean, like even like the Sex Pistols doing my way. Like I feel like that was like yeah, ironic too. Like show tunes or yeah, maybe that's yeah. where it started. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's where it started. Um. So. uh yeah, so Rachel's going to break it off with Barry, or tell Barry once, and tell him off once and for all, like, no, I'm not interested. You're with Mindy, my former best friend yeah. now. And then, of course, we get the smash cut to, like, post-coital cuddling, which looks horribly uncomfortable. In the dentist chair. On, on an orthodontist chair. Yeah, orthodontist I guess, it, it, I guess it's a, he's an orthodontist, it's but the chair is chair. the same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which is, like, seems gross and uncomfortable. Yes. But most of all, gross. Yeah. Like, I just feel like kids getting, like, food pulled out of their teeth. Yeah. There's, like, like I don't know, saliva and, like, soggy Frito spray. All and just, the- like, those offices are, like, so cold and sterile. Like, it's just yeah. not. I mean, I guess that's, like, part of the joke. I guess, yeah. Um. So, yeah, they're hooking back up, uh, back in the rest of the characters lives they're still freaking out about this telescope person because mm-hmm. joey is like upset because he cooks naked mm-hmm. um but nothing guess, that you nothing that splatters nothing that splatters <laughs> um but i feel like that's i guess if you're cooking just for yourself fine go go nuts but if i guess if i found out that like 
like I don't even want someone cooking me food if they're wearing like a tank top. Like I, I like I don't. You want, you cook in tank tops. I cook in tank tops. I don't wear I don't wear tank tops. When you don't want to get something on your shirt, you'll sometimes have your like undershirt. Oh, like a, a, uh, That's a tank top. Yes, it is. But uh, I do that very rarely, especially not anymore, because someone bought me a very nice linen. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, apron. Yeah, an apron. Yeah, yeah. a linen apron yeah. um, for for cooking. Now that's what I wear when I cook, and I love who, it. Who is she? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, Joey cooks naked, um, and so they're having that conversation, and uh, Rachel comes back from the orthodontist, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has floss stuck in her hair. Hair is clearly messed up. She has floss stuck in her hair, which again, that's disgusting. Yeah. That's so gross. Someone else's like floss. Yeah. Ugh, I'm so grossed out by this. Yeah, that was gross. Um, but then it was like such a stretch, like to go from like, Oh, you have something in your hair to like, Oh, you have floss in your hair. That must mean you were rolling around in a dentist office. Well, no, because she Barry's says, a dentist. Like, but she does tell yeah. Monica because Monica's like, "You had sex in the orthodontist chair or whatever," right. and that's how everyone finds out. And, and of course, Ross, Ross becomes enraged. And he's so judgy. He's judgy. I did this. He's. Oh, it it makes me uncomfortable. But it also, I, I had this thought. This will be a little timeout here. I had this thought after last week's episode of this podcast mm-hmm. where both both about Ross and about the way that the How Many Men of the Gang treated the sex worker. You and I were both very critical, and I think rightfully, but I'm wondering to what extent should we be, like, taking the context of the time into account? I guess. But I also feel like there were people who knew better at the time. Yeah. Right? I I don't know. It, It seems like these shows are both... In terms of distance from the present, like yeah. distant enough to be different, but recent enough that it's like not entirely excusable. Well, I mean, I think about that often, like, you know, 10, 20 years from now, what are we saying right now that are going to make us sure. cringe? Yeah. And I think we we won't know yet, but I feel like treating someone as less than because of like a choice or a line of work just seems like wrong. Yeah. No matter what, but maybe I'm doing that unknowingly. So I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but what about to steer back to friends? Like, if you were watching this show in 1995, mm-hmm. and Ross is reacting the way he does, are you more likely to be like, "Ooh, he's being gross and judgy and paternalistic and lashing out," or are you more likely to be like? Oh, he's hurt because his feelings are hurt. I will tell you, when I was 13, 14, it was the latter. Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, Ross is hurt. I didn't have that kind of um, awareness, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But I, so I, I guess I, as we talk about this show, I still want to keep calling these things out, but I guess I want to have that awareness yeah. in mind that, like, does make it okay that it was more common, but right. it also is makes it more understandable why these things got through so many layers of writers and producers and editors. Right. And And I think language changes over time and that's Mm -hmm. a good thing. You know, language is fluid and now we have different terms. Like we don't say prostitute even, you know, we don't say hooker. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't. (laughs) Some people do. do. Yeah. Yeah. uh, But yeah, the fact that like terminology changes where, 
a word that was just like used all over the place 15 years ago, it's kind of like it sends a little cringe to me in yeah. the same way that even using the word crazy also it's like starting to cause like some you know so like yeah. again like in t- in 10 years who knows how we'll be talking, yeah speaking yeah there's the number of like times you hear people say like that's insane you know that right. like the more we come to recognize mental health issues is something that a lot of people deal with and, right. and stuff like, yeah, that's, it's going to be, there's going to be like just hours and hours and hours of podcasts <laughs> of people saying, you know, uh, this movie is insane. This is nuts. It's crazy. This is wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess wild is the like safer choice, but wild then is I, safe, I yeah. also feel like it's overused or nuts. I don't know if nuts is safe or not. Maybe wacky. What about wacky? wacky. Is wacky okay. I yeah. like wacky. Yeah. Gonzo. Okay. Gonzo. I don't like bonkers. Yeah. It's overused. It works, Say it was though. bananas. Yeah. It's too, too overused yeah. for me. For me. Um, then we get, uh, so then Rachel's talking on the phone to uh, Mindy, um, her ex-best friend. Mm-hmm. Who, who is played by. Well, we have, well, we'll get there. Because oh. <laughs> this is just over the phone. We haven't met her yet. Right. So Mindy was... Rachel's ex-best friend. Now she's engaged to Barry, whom Rachel left at the altar. Um, she's talking to Mindy, and we get uh, some great just physical business here, um, where she's walking, pacing around the coffee table, mm-hmm. and all the other, so it's like Chandler, Monica, Phoebe. Is that it? I feel like there's one other person there. Joey, maybe Ross. Uh, oh, Ross. Had, I, no, Ross stormed out, didn't oh, he? Oh, right. Yeah, he's like he, I have things to do. So it must have been Joey. Yeah. Um, and as they're just like lifting their legs up yeah. uh, because they all have their legs up on the coffee table. Yeah. Uh, or it's not a coffee table. It's like a big trunk, right? Yeah. So they used as a yeah. Um, and as she like switches direction and they keep lifting their legs, I thought it was a very good bit of business. And at one point, like she, um, goes to like sit down on the chair and Phoebe's sitting there and she gets out of the way. So yeah. it's like Rachel having no regard for those <laughs> around her. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. Um, uh, there was a similar thing where Rachel was like, oh, come on to Ross. Like, oh, come on. If Carol said, I want you right here on this couch right now, what would you say? And like, Ross has to think about it. And Chandler, who's on the couch, he's like, if it helps, I can slide. I over. Can, I can, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, um, Monica weirdly didn't like have a lot to do this episode uh, until the scene where she's sort of trying to coach Chandler through calling back or waiting for a call mm-hmm. from Danielle. And I love how he gets so excited that he jumps up on the chair and mm-hmm. she like grabs a little dish towel to put yeah. under his feet. Yeah. Cause it's like an upholstered chair. Yeah. So it was rude for him to stomp all over it. I also like, we don't tend to talk about maybe cause I, I'm not as comfortable in this area. We don't tend to talk about interior or interior decor as much as we do fashion on this show. Right. But I do like certain things about Monica and Rachel's apartment. I like their intentionally mismatched, mismatched, dining room chairs i like that they're it's like four different chairs yeah because it's like fun and funky yeah it is it's fun and funky and i like it yeah um it reminds me do you remember that uh speaking of very 90s humor do you remember in soy married an axe murderer 
when he first comes to her apartment. And he's like, wow, great apartment. The only thing this place is missing is a gigantic poster of Atlantic City. <laughs> which <laughs> there is. Right there. Yeah, great movie. <laughs> it's, got, it's got its moments. I don't know if I'd call it a great it's movie. It's a great movie. Um, um, so then, yeah, we, we get uh, Rachel finally meets up with Mindy at Central Park, and it's played by Jennifer Grey. Yeah. Whom I, of course, didn't recognize at first. Post-rhinoplasty. Yeah. I almost feel like I don't want to wade into this because it's like it's none of my business if someone wants to have plastic surgery. But on the other hand, it's like as someone who like crushed on Jennifer Grey hard when I was a kid, it feels so weird to see her look so different. Yeah, it's just strange and it's a little bit jarring. It's like she's completely a different person. Like it yeah. looks like a different face. I'm it, not it saying that. She, yeah, I take it back. She's the same person. She's Jennifer Gray, but yeah. it just yeah, it's alarming to me too. Uh, yeah, it's it's just so strange. My um, yeah, I watched Red Dawn so much as a kid, um, and it's also kind of like, don't be ashamed of your nose, you know. <laughs> but again, I don't want to judge people, you know. Yeah. Like maybe. If Jennifer Aniston had had a nose job after, because she had her nose job mm-hmm. before Friends, mm-hmm. so she became famous post nose job. We never say anything about it, right? But what if she had like gotten famous on Friends pre nose job and then gotten the nose job? Would would be? I guess it just has to do with when we knew this person. But right. if she's happier, you know, right? This way, then it's it's none of my it's none of my business. But what? it also seems impossible not to comment on. Yeah, it's the. Elephant in the room. Um, it made me want to watch Dirty Dancing again. See, yeah, I, I love, I've come to love Dirty Dancing, but my mind goes movie. to Red Dawn, which is probably a very bad movie, yeah. but that I watched ad nauseum as a kid. It was probably the per- first PG-13 movie I ever saw, and I rented it all of the time. And yeah. partially because I, you one of many reasons, but I thought that like badass Jennifer Grey was really sexy in it. Yeah, yeah. I watched Dirty Dancing Probably once a week. Uh, so then this gets, yeah, that, that gets resolved where they go to tell off Barry together, but then Mindy says, I'm going to stay with him anyway. You know, um, and I feel like that's actually kind of a nice moment of Rachel, like the Rachel we know about that we've only heard of before the show mm-hmm. is a Mindy. Right. And I think this right. is a show. Like, sh- sh- go ahead. Like, I this is upsetting to me. I hate this. It makes me feel bad, but I still want to be Mrs. Barry, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, that's the life that she, she wants that wants life for herself. Yeah. And I think this is a nice moment of Rachel realizing how much she's, she's changed, changed yeah. or maybe not changed, maybe realized who she actually was right. by spending, um, I guess at this point, what, eight months with this, bunch yeah. of losers in Manhattan. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the running joke we didn't talk about, I uh, haven't talked about because I hate it, is um, Joey being like creepy about Rachel and Mindy like kissing at camp yeah. when they were kids. Yeah. And like, it's not funny the first time and then it comes up like two more times. Yeah. It's very annoying. Like, oh, Joey is just reduced to a hornball. Yeah. Um. And then at the very end, uh, Danielle shows up. Turns out she had the wrong number for Joey the entire time. Or for Chandler, I mean, the entire time. Yeah, but then the joke is that, like, 
he's like all of a sudden not interested. Like he was only interested when like she ghosted him, which is such a Seinfeld type thing. Yeah. Speaking of which Lynn Clark, who played Danielle was on in the second ever episode of, of Seinfeld. The one where Jerry meets a girl at a party and then loses her information. The only thing he remembers is where she works. And so Jerry and George spend the entire episode in like the lobby of an office building waiting for the girl he met at the party to come oh, out. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. So she's that girl. And then weirdly she shows up a few episodes later cause they're like still dating. This is season one before the show made the decision that now Jerry's just gonna be dating a new person yeah. every week. That's who's like way out of his league. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah. all admit. So this is like, that was season episode two and then episode five, they're like still dating and he's considering whether or not to do like a Vermont weekend. Do you remember that yes, whole thing with yeah. like the separate faucets for hot and cold water? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So that's uh, did you have any other observations before we move on to our funniest moments? Did you know that this was not a funny moment, but did you notice Ross doing like an Ace Ventura? <laughs> like when he said he used the word crazy, but he said it in like an Ace Ventura way. No, but that doesn't surprise me. Like, that and it the, was supposed to be hilarious, but I guess like the timeline. I was just like, "That's that's Jim Carrey." Like, you just did a Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. But I think I mean that's just the it makes sense. That was probably what was considered funny at the time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I remember a lot of like early, um, like that '70s show, and I was like, "Oh." Ashton Kutcher's just doing Chris Farley. Like he's mm. not doing, he's not a big guy, but right. the, like the yelling thing, he's just doing Chris Farley. I feel like, you know, David Schwimmer, like there's a difference between someone like a Chris Farley or a Jim Carrey who are comedians first, you know, right. whereas right. David Schwimmer or Ashton Kutcher are like actors who are in comedies. They and were, so yeah. they're probably more influenced by other stuff because they maybe aren't as naturally funny. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if there's something to that, but that's what Maybe. I just came yeah, up with. Sounds right. Um, any, any else, uh, uh, anything else? Can I, can I list off my first funniest moment? Um, yes. Yes. Go ahead. First funniest moment. I've got two physical comedy moments. This okay. one, I know one of them. This one was so small. I don't know if you even caught it, but post coital Rachel and Barry, mm. when Rachel's like, I, I had a bra and they're trying to find the bra and Barry does this moment of like, miming taking off her bra and throwing it over her shoulder <laughs> and then turns around and there it is on top of the that's very funny the, the cabinet. You had to go through the actual motions <laughs> you had to like pretend to throw a bra over yeah. your shoulder that was very funny um my physical comedy moment was um chandler's phone dive <laughs> oh my god literally the words that i wrote Chandler's, chandler's phone, phone dive. yeah he dove for the phone um and it was really really good i wonder how many takes that was yeah yeah um um, well, you stole. Okay. Yeah. I was going to mention that one. I have one more that I wanted to mention that I just, that was a, it's a very corny, like a very Chandler line, but it worked when he's talking about, he called her and her machine picked yes, up yes. and Joey says her answering machine. And he's like, no, oddly enough, her leaf blower picked up. Yeah. That was one of mine. <laughs> that was definitely one of mine. And then, um, another one of mine was like a Joey line. It was just like demonstrating, um, that he's kind of, dumb <laughs> but um rachel was talking about barry and monica said like this is the same barry you left at the altar <laughs> and joey's like duh where have you been like it's like yeah <laughs> he just doesn't catch on so i thought that was funny but yeah it was the, the leaf blower um yeah got me 
let's move on to friends but make it fashion okay uh, and I, I will start with a it's a twofer because it's two people in one scene okay or multiple scenes the last few couple of scenes uh rachel and jennifer gray together i love both their outfits mm-hmm. rachel's got like a like a sort of dark blue like velvet like dress it was a blue velvet yeah it was yeah blue velvet it had like fake fake buttons mm-hmm. um on the shoulder mm-hmm and then Jennifer Grey's wearing like a skirt suit. Like a pink Chanel shoot, yeah. suit. Pink and Chanel. I felt like not only were they both great outfits, it felt like they put Rachel in this like sort of smart dress thing to remind us that she and Mindy come from the same world. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They look like they're, they both look like fashionable ladies yeah. who can afford nice things as opposed to like sometimes. You know, we've also seen Rachel dress down a lot. She likes the Red Cross, like, long sleeve mm-hmm. t-shirt yeah. and, and stuff like that. And yeah. it, it felt like, it felt very intentional to put her in something, like, nice for her scenes with Mindy. But yeah, and Mindy in the pink Chanel suit is definitely, like, a different type of, like, rich, wealthy, Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the fact that, I didn't, I, I'm just realizing this now, but um, Barry bought Rachel Chanel Oh, that's right. Number the five. So I thought like, oh, this is like symbolic of like what could have been Rachel's life is like do you think, Chanel, pink Chanel suit. Do you think suit. Barry bought the pink Chanel suit? Do you think that's how he like tries to Ew. claim? Yeah. That's <laughs> his, how he marks his yeah. <laughs> territory. That's gross. But yeah, maybe. Um, I was refreshed by Monica's just like t-shirt. Like I liked okay. that she had just like a v-neck and she was in athleisure wear which like you don't see the friends in like even if they're just hanging around in the house they're wearing like a vest and like a velvet undershirt you know so it just felt like oh she's like in her i guess joey has very dressed down he was wearing like a nike sweatshirt did you know speaking of velvet on rachel though uh, because when she has sex with barry the skirt she's wearing is like a weird like brown velvet Skirt, yes, yes, that has like a weird, like a long one, and it fastens by like tying a sash, like mm-hmm. it's a like you're wrapping a towel around yourself mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, it was, uh, I didn't love it, yeah, but that was very much in fashion okay. at that time. Um, um, did you notice Ross's um, uh, Doc Martens? No. Return of the Maroon Doc Martens. Oh, that's funny because I wrote that Ross's bright red shirt is back. He was wearing his yeah. insanely bright red, sh- like cherry red shirt. Yeah. Uh, Ross. I just said insane, which we just talked about not doing. Ross's layering was upsetting. Like, I don't <laughs> like when like a jacket has buttons directly over a shirt with buttons. Okay, yeah. It seems... Uh, it's like much. two shirts, the Steve two. Bannon, Steve Bannon yes, style. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, should we move on to running jokes and motifs? No, uh, yes. Now, obviously, ugly naked guy. They make ugly naked guy. Again. Yeah. Um, did you catch when they were at Central Perk? Um, you know how they they make it their home. They turn it into their living room. Yeah. They just grab the phone, like the business phone for Chandler to like do his like weird antics with the girl. Like you don't just pick up a phone at the business. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not for public use. Yeah. It's like a cordless phone for the business. Central Perk, what can I help you with? You know, like yeah. it's not for your you entitled assholes to just like use at your whim. <laughs> 
Um, also, um, like celebrity guest stars, obviously Jennifer Grey. Right. Yeah. Um, Fat Phobia. Um, Jennifer Grey brings up like someone that they used to go to school with who lost a bunch of weight and mm. doesn't look cute or something. It was just kind of yeah. like. Oh, yeah. Fat Phobia rears its ugly yeah. head again. Um, uh, Mr. Peanut is gay. Oh, right. It was a joke. Which is, why? Uh, That's not even like... Yeah. Because he's well-dressed, but like he's not even well-dressed in like a way that would be stereotypically gay. He's like 1920s, like, like going a out hat. to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Did you notice this is um, maybe props to the prop for no good reason at all. Monica like makes herself like a big sandwich and like puts <laughs> chips on the plate. And she's just right. like chomping on this sandwich. I thought it was going to like someone was going to say like, oh, make me one. Or, like no one even mentioned this like big, weird white sandwich that she was eating. I, I, lo- I love Monica in this episode that she, like she's just like super relaxed, you know. Yeah. Wearing a t-shirt, eating. Yeah. She, and and she wasn't, she right. wasn't pretending to, she took a big chomp of it. And it, she took such a big chomp. There's even like, like red onion, like hanging out <laughs> yes. of the sandwich. Yes. Like I think maybe like Courtney Cox was like hungry and they're like, yeah, like, like, let's make you a sandwich in this scene. Because it was only like, it was, it had to have been a single take. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I noticed that. I love it. Laugh. So yes. Props to the prop department. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Should we move on to season one, episode 20 of How I Met Your Mother, best prom ever? Yes. Yes. So, um, I forget how it starts, but I think they are, um, they're talking about Marshall and Lily's nuptials because they, they have to. Yeah, well, the episode literally starts. I don't know why I'm, this should become, I'm not sure how to make it a segment on the show. We should always like mention. Where it, does it start at Central Park or okay. McLaren's? And this doesn't. It starts literally starts with Marshall and Lily running down the street. Oh down yes, the that's right. Okay, so it's like an action sequence, and it, I mean this storyline kind of got lost. I thought that we'd have more action sequences with the other couple who. Todd and Valerie, I wrote down thinking that they're going to come up again because they're another couple vying for the same venue, which is the uh, Van Smoot house, which apparently you have to like get on a waiting list like years in advance to, you know, good comedy name, Van Smoot. Yeah. So something open, but they have to start. It's only available in two months. So then they're kind of freaking out and Lily's like kind of getting stressed out because she has to plan everything in short notice and they're stuffing envelopes. And, um, the theme of the episode is basically, um, this band, like Lily has to see the wedding band before they agree to it. Um, uh, and this band who are the 88, Mm -hmm. right? Actual band. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even look that up. Yeah. Um, they wanted to, yeah, they wanted to hire this band, but 
they weren't like playing anything except this prom. So then the whole episode, they're trying to get into this prom to hear them live so they can get them for the wedding. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Robin um, is kind of warming back up to Ted a little bit, even though she still kind of hates him. She's, she's ready to make amends, I guess. Um, slowly, yeah. Slowly. I've got, I've got more on that later. Yeah. Um, and also, I guess, one of the, I guess, themes of the episode is Lily is second-guessing not her marriage to Marshall, but just herself, because we get flashbacks of her prom. And she's um, she's been with Scooter mm-hmm. for two years yeah. in high school. Um, and they, you know, had all these plans and then she broke it off with him because she wanted to travel and live a bohemian lifestyle and have a lesbian relationship and experience life. And maybe in a way she feels like she settled in too much with Marshall. And then we find how they met because it's in, um, Lily's dorm room where she's like, talk, like, talking about what she wants out of life and then her um not roommate but i guess hallmate Hallmate, yeah marshall comes in and he meets her and they they're listening to violent femmes good feeling which is an amazing song again like i said this show has better taste in music than friends that's one thing going for it uh yeah so she, she had all these plans and then we find out that her plans got waylaid by the fact that she met marshall yeah day one yeah um, which obviously I think she's happy about, but she's, yeah, she's thinking about, I never did these things. I broke up with Scooter to do. Yeah. And she likes Scooter cause he looked like Kurt Cobain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was, well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, there's a lot of sweet moments in the episode. Um, you know, um, Robin is a very good friend to Lily in the final scene when she's like, well, you can still travel. You can still, you know, have adventures. And, um, she gives her a kiss. Like there's your lesbian moment. (laughs) And it was just kind of like, yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of funny antics at this, at this prom because they had to, they had to sneak in. So the security outside the prom, wouldn't let them in unless they worked there or they were someone's date, which is absurd. You still can't be an adult and be a, have a date just like, and also, I mean, in my experience in general, you have to have a ticket, you have to have a ticket. Yeah. And also maybe it's because I went to, I didn't grow up like rich at all, but I went to a good school district and I went to school with a lot of rich kids. Our, our problem wasn't at the high school. Like right. our prom was at a ballroom at yeah, a hotel. I don't think it actually, it's only in like TV shows where it's at the high school auditorium. Like it never is. Yeah. And they always do also movies and TV shows always do the thing of like the high school reunion is at the high school. Yeah. That's not never. the case either. Cause never. you can't drink at a high school. Right. Like there are rules against that. Right. Um, yeah, but I was like, as much as I love gross point blank, I was always like, they're not really going back to that the high school for right. like the it should be maybe the, that happens to some people but yeah in my experience never never um so um but anyway oh sorry i wanted to say that uh, the idea of coming up with fun ways to sneak into a high school prom is like just peak 
How I Met Your Mother, like wacky, wacky schemes. So, yeah. I, I like schemes, and and How I Met Your Mother, especially with Barney, does schemes. Well. Barney's scheme was good. Um, so, <laughs> so Lily and Robin like see some like nerdy kids, and you know, ask them to you know take them as their date. Of course, they say yes. Um, Barney is like you could see him in the background, like sizing up the building. Like, how am I going to get in? Yeah. So he's Shabatsky, how are you with a crossbow? Yeah. But w- when they're dancing with these dorks at the prom, you see Barney like falling through the like rafters or <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. air vent. And it's like getting carried off by security. Yeah. yeah. And then what actually gets him in was he dresses up as the like a um, turtle mascot. Yes. Leading to one of my funniest moments. Mine so too. we'll wait. Okay. Yes, mine too. <laughs> um, that was very funny. Um Let's see. Um, action sequence. Uh, yeah. What else? What else you got? Uh, I was just going to comment on like, like rushed wedding preparation as like a TV trope, mm, y- mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, uh, uh w- without, obviously I'm not gonna, we don't, we t- maybe tease at future things to come, but I think it's used, it'll be used well here. Uh, right uh, in, in this season, I don't want to uh, spoil things. Talk specifically about what's what's to happen, okay. but um, I, I think it's used well. But uh, there is a uh, often it's like, oh no, we have to get married by the season finale. They don't say that, but right, it's like right, a timeline right, where right. it's like, but this is not not quite that. So I think that's it's done uh, pretty well. I liked, um, I guess, the distribution of labor seems. Fine, they both like are Yeah, he's stuffing envelopes, she's eating yeah. cake, which is like you don't just like eat a bunch of cakes and you're like we've had this Hey, look, maybe if you only have two months, that's how you have to do it. I guess. But like a bunch of cakes shipped to her home? Like it's just we already know the impracticality of like eating a bunch of cake at the wedding dress shop. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of cake. There's a lot of like cake uh, sampling. Cake mishaps with uh, Yeah, but why would it just Lily? be Lily by herself like gorging on these yeah, cake uh, samples? Right. But not every look, not everyone has a friend who makes delicious yeah. cakes like like we did. Yeah. Um we had cakes uh cuz our wedding was very art deco cuz of the lo- location yes. it was and our friend Mary um made us cakes in two different flavors and they were like it wasn't like a big cake you get a slice of. Everyone had their own like personal little cake, yeah. and they had like a like a shell design. Yeah, there were like, shells, which kind of fits with the Art Deco like, yeah. theme. But then we had a big shell for us to for like, us cut, to, to cut yeah, and you're right, to save. You're right, I about that. Um, we had, you know, I think some stress in planning for our wedding, but we had like a year to do it. So yeah, I understand the stress involved. I feel like in, I mean maybe this is me because I was about to say like it's a bummer that Lily, like they're both doing work, but Lily's the only one who seems really stressed about it. Yeah. Whereas Marshall was just like, I just want to take care of Lily. But we're learning the reasons why maybe she's so stressed right. out about it. Cause she's second guessing. So maybe what, but maybe what I'm about to say is me telling myself, I don't feel like our wedding prep was that stressful. I felt like you and I did a really good job of like pacing ourselves from the outset saying, mm-hmm. okay, we have 11 months. Here's, like what needs to be done by this point and by this mm-hmm. point and by this point. And we like kind of followed that plan and like, yeah, up, uh, until your bouquet was, um, unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. That's like the only, <laughs> it was totally unacceptable. 
yeah, I had to drive back to the florist on the day of the wedding uh, to get a new bouquet. No, it was, I was glad to be able to help because there's not, at least in our experience, uh, as a groom day of the wedding there was not that much community i feel like we, we both distributed the work yeah pretty evenly right but the day of i like all right you got to be dressed by this time you have six hours and yeah. i was like okay you like went and got but, food and like drank yeah, lunch. justin my my brother-in-law and and i like had like a a midday beer at the bar at the nice hotel we were staying at and, but like i i was so not like Bridezilla, and we didn't like spend tons of money on flowers. Like we went to the flower district and like picked them out. It was very basic, but we had like decided exactly what we wanted. And the day of, what you took a picture of was total opposite. Like yeah. it would have clashed with everything right. else. It wasn't even like the color. The colors were wrong. Like it wasn't. Yeah, no, no one's accusing you of being a bridezilla. I don't think mm-hmm. you had one thing you did you disagreed with was the yeah. bouquet. Yeah. Um, um, last thing I wanted to mention is. Uh, this is this is 2006, and it, it's I guess that's just on the cusp of like because there's a plot point where it's like oh no we need the sheet music for right. Violent Femmes right, like right. if this were a year a year and a half later we'd been like oh yeah I'll call that up on my phone right but like Marshall has to print it out and run it run it out yeah. to New Jersey for that and the timing didn't I didn't I don't know how close that school was to their apartment but it would it seemed like the 88 the prom band they like took a break and I think we're supposed to believe that before they got back up on stage. But I guess, I mean, New Jersey, it doesn't say where in New Jersey. So New Jersey's very close and it has been established on the show before the Marshall has a car. Okay. Remember? Cause Marshall drove to Philly. So it could have been like a 15 minute break. Yeah. It honestly could have been. Okay. I think. Um, but so yeah, the 88 nailed the song. They did. Yeah. They did a good job. Um, uh, what were your funniest moments Um, or tell me one we'll switch off okay one of the funniest was um, Lily's ex-boyfriend Scooter (laughs) Um, he was going to Empire School to (laughs) become an Empire and she's and uh, Lily said like you know you have such a future ahead of you you're gonna go to school and become an Empire Empire Empire." And, and he said we're going to become an umpire. Um, that was funny. Also, well, hold on. We, we, we oh, switch off. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go. Um, my funniest, um, was also a Lily line when we, we get the, we see the, the episode starts in media res. They're running down the street. We find out, we get the backstory of why they're running down the street and Lily in the middle of like teaching her first grade class or whatever decides to run out and she just goes kids color and runs out the door. She dives over a bunch of kids on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Kids were like playing quietly on the floor and she (laughs) dove over them. Yeah. Um, I have another funny moment when, um, when Barney is the turtle mascot, Ted like almost can't even get it out because it's so funny. But he says, um, "Slow and steady won the race." Yeah, that's my other after one. <laughs> getting in there. Um, I also like the line reading of like the prom. Like I, I guess he, maybe he was like a teacher or something. But they were trying to get into the prom the first time, and the guy at the like security door said, "Um, you're adults." Yeah, in a way that was very like 
that's what that's how I would say it. You know, like it's just it wasn't like, uh, excuse me, uh, where are you? You know, it, yeah. it sounded very authentic. Like that's what someone would say. Yeah, um, you're and adults. Was, well, because there was all that buildup of Lily being like, when I was 17, I used to do this. I've got it. You just have to have confidence. Yeah. I'm going to walk up, follow my lead, and yeah. immediately you're adults. Um, <laughs> you're adults. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, I also laughed at um, Robin's like dork date had like a little flask (laughs) and it was like cough syrup. He joked that like he got a fake ID, but he didn't notice it only made him 20. (laughs) So Robin takes a shot of the cough syrup and like the little dork says like, you vibing baby or something to her. And she's like, well, my phlegm feels looser, which I thought was funny. That is funny. Also, who make, who would make that fake ID? Why would there even be a fake ID? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I ripped off. Uh, how about how I met your mother, but let's make it fashion. Ugh, okay. Um, so initially like they put on dresses, like quote unquote, like, fancy dresses <laughs> to go to the prom and they're just hideous <laughs> and everyone knows they're hideous. And Barney is like, no, they're ugly. But the reason why is because Barney wants them to like go ho or go home. Uh-huh. Like, so that's the whole <sighs> more like, um, slut shaming. And I, I mean, I don't think it's slut shaming. I, I, I think, I, mean, I think Barney is slut celebrating. He is, but he's like, you need to slut it up. You need to look more like a stripper. And then they joke that they look like whores. Yeah, I didn't. I don't like that word. Yeah. Um, they. But they I, I use the word skank. Judge, like judgy. Oh yeah. Marshall says like they turn into skanks so quickly or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's yeah some some words that haven't aged well. But yeah. I think the attitude here isn't that bad. I don't think there's anyone like they're using words that are that have ugly meanings we don't really use sure. anymore. But I don't yeah. think the attitude is judgy. I don't okay. know. Maybe I'm just defending it because I like seeing Alison again and and uh, Colby Smulders uh, in in tight dresses. But those dresses were not cute either. I guess Lily's was cute. Lily's it was just was. like a leopard we'll, we'll to tight. My, we'll, we'll get to oh, Lily's. Okay. <laughs> but then she wore a very like teacher statement necklace over the. Leopard. Yeah, it hurts her warring personalities. Yeah. Is she the young yeah. free spirit or is right. she the statement the, necklace the, the first teacher. grade teacher? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, again with the ruching, um, so much ruching for Robin. Um, I did like prior to this. Um, How many Lily- do you get? I thought we'd go back and forth. I didn't know if you had more. I haven't even done one yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go on. Because I think you were going to steal mine, oh. which is if I had been in high school in the nineties, I would have had such a crush on Alt Lily with her like oh, black hair. Yes, in the in the in the flashback to nineteen ninety six, um, her her black wig and her like uh, knee socks and cutoffs. Like it's very Alt nineties mm-hmm. look. It would have been very much my my thing. But yeah, then she also. I liked the cheetah dress better than um, what Robin's wearing. We, we, I feel like we talk about this every week. As much as I love Robin as a character and I love Kobe Smulders as an actor, um, Robin's fashion just it's hasn't awful. aged well. Yeah. Lily, Lily's has better, I think, of the two of them. The, of the yeah. two women on the show, Lily's, what they put, what the show put Lily in 
stands up a little better today. Mm-hmm. Robin's, it does. She had, before we get the flashback, Lily was wearing a floral cardigan that I liked a lot. That's what she was wearing when she was running down the street, right? Yeah. 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 yeah I like that. But yeah, speaking of Robin's, like, just um, poor fashion sense, like her low waist jeans, I just can't handle. And Lily does that too. It's definitely like of the time, but I feel like Robin's are especially low. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, running jokes and motifs, anything that you caught? Um, okay. Um, lesbian as a punchline. Okay. So um, Robin is saying that like she didn't go to prom because she was too busy with field hockey. Yeah. And then um, Barney makes a joke that she's a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah, not a very like imaginative joke. No. Yeah. No. Um, well, we get another, you mentioned, we get another suit up reference, except Barney doesn't say suit up. He says, slut up. Slut up. Yep. Um, uh, as far as things to keep an eye on for the future, flashbacks to younger Lily, younger Mm -hmm. Marshall, younger Ted, uh, their, their lives, especially. And like, we're going to see a lot more of their colleges where all three of them met so yeah. we're gonna see a lot more of their college days yeah i like that um which is very uh, exciting and uh i hope you like i hope you liked scooter because oh. this is not the last uh, <laughs> okay. we will see of scooter i actually did like scooter yeah uh i yeah, wonder yeah if he turned out to be an umpire <laughs> but um, do you know who the the actor who plays scooter no um i have to look up his his name um because the I'm sure the listeners who know this are are, are yelling at me. David Bertka is his name. That's <gasps> Neil Patrick Harris's husband. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Um, that that's very funny. Um, I also noticed um, the verve pipe. <laughs> Did you? I didn't catch that at the at the at the, the 90s prom. At the 90s prom, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. The freshman. Of course, yeah. Yeah. That absolutely would have been playing. Yeah. yeah. So that was playing there. Um, yeah, Violent Femme song. Well, let's move on to similarities and differences between the two shows in, in general in these episodes in, in particular. Um, in particular, yeah, we had, like, unfunny references to, like, lesbian experiences, yeah. you know, at camp or yep. in college or whatever. Um, in the bigger picture, though, I'm interested to see how these two shows are dealing with the way that like, what is the timeline? And we have, this has actually been on my mind because you and I are watching rewatching for you watching for the first time for me, happy endings. Mm -hmm. And the idea of when two people who are close have a falling out, Mm -hmm. something bad happens between them. What is the timeline of them mending and coming back together? Or can they ever? And, um, Rachel and Mindy, like after what, like the idea that Rachel left Barry at the altar and then Barry like immediately, not immediately, but in very short order takes up with Mindy. We end up finding out they were seeing each other while they were still engaged, whatever. Even though, like I said, it's been eight months Mm -hmm. since this happened. It still felt a little unnatural to me. Yeah. Whereas the Ted and Robin falling out, even though it seems to be happening over a shorter period of time, the coming together it feels like the show is taking it more seriously. And maybe that's the performances of the actors. I don't know how you feel about that, but it feels Mm -hmm. like the idea of Ted 
Ted lying to Robin to try and mm-hmm. sleep with her mm-hmm. is a serious thing that has caused a rift, and um, th- and and they're coming back together is not something that is happening off screen. So even though it's happening faster, maybe it's the fact that the show is paying more attention to it that makes it feel more natural to me. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? So yeah, I think you're right in that the the time frame with how I met your mother that's much more realistic, where like the whole relationship with Mindy and Rachel, it just seems very, uh, like stagey and written, you know, like all of a sudden it was sprung on us. She calls her and says, you know, Rachel thinks that Mindy's calling because she knows that she slept with Barry. No, she's calling her to ask her to be her, uh, maid of honor, which is like, which is silly. It's like, it's fucked up. (laughs) It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think you're right. Um, it's more realistic. So if you putting yourself in Robin's shoes mm-hmm. here, what Ted did is a bad thing. Like yes. it's, it's, um, not something that's easily forgiven. Right. But also he's a part of the friend group, you know, mm-hmm. where like if it weren't for the fact that Robin is friends with Marshall Lilly and, and Barney, mm-hmm. Maybe that would have been a forever break, you know? I wonder, because I th- I, they make a good point of, like, these people care about each other. And I could imagine this whole time Robin is, like, reconciling her the feelings that she was having for Ted with this, like, well, he's still a good... Like, I know him as a friend and a good guy, and I enjoy his company. This is really hard, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to shut him out. Because I care about him. Yeah. So maybe I'm giving her more credit. Maybe I, I, I feel like I'm giving her more credit by saying she would have uh, just cut things off with him <laughs> entirely um, after he lied to try and get into her pants. <laughs> um, yeah. And she makes a point to say, like, when they're dancing, like, I'm close to forgiving you. Not as, like, we're going to make out, but, yeah. like, yeah. I could stand being around you. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, uh, yeah, uh, kudos to the show for, for doing, which brings us to playing favorites. Um, oh, wait, I didn't. So oh, you had a more similarities and differences. I'm just, sorry, I rushed us along. Oh, you had like this big, like thematic yeah. one, but mine was like, oh, they both have mascots. <laughs> oh, because Mr. Salty? <laughs> Mr. Salty and then, and the, then the, the turtle. turtle. Yeah, I like that. What do you think that high school's mascot is? The turtles? The like the fighting tortoises or the I fighting don't know. tortoises. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's canon now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on to playing favorites. Okay. You going to count us down. Okay. Three, two, one. How, How I, I met, met your mother. mother. What? <laughs> there were, I mean the friends episode, there weren't a lot of laughs and yeah. And there was that big sandwich. <laughs> there was that big sandwich. That was the most laughs. <laughs> well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce which is called, How Were We Doing? <laughs> in which you look at the headlines, what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. Friends Season 1, Episode 20, The One with the Evil Orthodontist, aired on April 6th, 1995. Um, now, if I want to get into... There's not a lot that's specific to 1995. I will, as has become a thing we do, I will look at the top five songs in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, I'm so glad there's a song on here that I really like. Because I'm sick of being ha- mm-hmm. hating on songs. Well, we talked about the Violent Femmes. We love the Violent Femmes. Yes. I had so that album. That's um, 
so we'll get back to the segment. The album that Good Feeling is on is mm-hmm. the first album, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that has like the little girl mm-hmm. push, pushing on the door or whatever mm-hmm. on the cover. So I had that. I was just thinking about this while we were watching the episode that like I was in high school, like during the age that we all had CDs, but that like CD burning technology wasn't like that common hmm. yet. Okay. So like I had a copied tape of that album. Okay. That's how I listened to the Violent Femmes album. Cause my friend who probably had the CD taped it for me. It right. wasn't until maybe my senior year of high school, maybe into college that I, that you, it was easy to burn CDs for right. people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had that album on tape. Well, yeah. I mean, we used to make mixtapes. Like it wasn't just a, yeah, but I'm saying by college I was making mixed CDs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Uh, all right. So top five songs in the U S Madonna's take a bow. Soul for Reels, Candy Rain. I don't know if you want to sing it again. No. Okay. Uh, Real McCoy's Run Away. Which one is that? The other Real McCoy song. I love that song. What's Run Away? I don't know. I'm sure if I heard it, I would recognize it. Uh, TLC's Red Light Special. Yes. Oh, how's that one go? I'll give you the red light special all through the night. Baby, it's yours, all yours, if you want it tonight. I love it. Um, and then number five, a song that, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe this is corny. I don't know how you feel about it, but I love this song, Strong Enough by Sheryl Crow. Oh, I like that song. It's too. a great song. Yeah. I actually, we coincidentally was just listening to it again the other day, and it's like, I think of it as like, Oh, it's like one of the other singles of it. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like not all like I want to do song. or whatever, but it's one of the other singles. But it's a it's a really good song. Yeah. And maybe I'm partially saying that out of a sense of Missouri pride. Oh Cheryl right. Crow being a, a Missourian. I love Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Um I even liked and I've talked to you about this before, shamefully. I even like the song that she does with Kid Rock. I know, we have talked about this before. Yeah. Um yeah, that might be a little too far for me. Yeah. But um yeah, that uh, the, I'm now I'm forgetting the name of the album that had these hits on it. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. But uh, yeah, all I want to do, great song, strong enough, great song. Yeah. All right. Let's move. And then um, season one, episode 20 of How I Met Your Mother, Best Prom Ever, uh, aired on. Oh, wait. I, sorry. I missed the other thing I was going to say about April 6th in general. Sorry. Let's go back to April 6th. Okay. Um, just in general, it's a. Uh, there's some fascinating things. Um, so April 6th is the date. Of the organization of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the start of the Restoration Movement by Joseph Smith. It is also the date on which this church believes Jesus Christ was born. Oh. So do Mor- I guess Mormons don't celebrate Christmas? Or they do, but I they think-, think Jesus was born in April? Yeah. Because that's, yeah, like Easter. Yeah. Around Easter. But Easter is about uh, Jesus being resurrected. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I'm the wrong person. Um... <laughs> But I, I've also heard all sorts of things, like, based on the... But Mormons do celebrate Christmas. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, I'm 90% sure. Um, in Thailand, April 6th marks Shakri Day, a day to commemorate King Rama I, founder of the Shakri dynasty, dynasty. So I don't know if that has to do with Songkran, the Songkran Festival, mm. which is also around that around time. Around that time, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we... Um, it's a holy month. Uh, yeah, but also we being Angelinos, there's a big Thai community here. There's mm-hmm. a big, at least before the pandemic, yeah. there's a, a big annual Songkran um, festival in Thai town. That's a ton of fun that we yeah. went to every year for years until the pandemic. Yeah. Um, 
And April 6th is also the start of the tax year in the United Kingdom. Okay. Let's move on to season one, episode 20 of Hot Minute Mother aired on May 1st. May Day. May Day. 1st of May, 2006. Um, a lot of, like, as always seems to happen, a lot of bummer shit yeah. um, happened on that day. But one thing that happened on the day, I don't know if you remember this, the Great American Boycott, um, in which... Um, uh, hold on. Immigrant workers and their supporters across the United States stayed home from work and marched um, to abstain from commerce, uh, uh, protesting the 2006 immigration policy, um, or it was a boycott of the 2006 immigration policy. Uh, it's called the Great American Boycott, Boycott, or a Day Without Immigrants, which is what I remember. I do day, remember day that. Without, yeah, without immigrants. Um, yeah, I always want America to um, to you know practice May Day in the way that they do in Europe. Right. It's a yeah. big deal there, and yeah. we kind of just ignore it. Yeah. Uh, so that happened on, on May 1st, 2006. Um, trying to see if there are any uh, other major things. Let's move on to, well, the top five songs in the in the U.S. Um, Daniel Powder's Bad Day. Again, Sean mm-hmm. Paul's Temperature, T.I.'s What You Know. Chameleonaire Raiden? I don't know that song. Mm-hmm. Um and Natasha Bedingfield's Unwritten, which you <laughs> sang some of last yes, week. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, I love it. Um, I absolutely love it. So uh, that's how are we doing. Let's move on to our uh, final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted, in which we make predictions about what will happen on the next episodes of our respective shows based on the title and, I guess, any other uh, pre-existing knowledge we have. But first we have to... to um, uh, Revisit our predictions from last week and mm-hmm. see if we were right. Mm-hmm. Now I finally got another point on the board. And again, mathematically, I am going to lose this season. There's no way. Right. But I said Rachel tells Barry where he can stick it. Yeah. And she did. She really did. Yeah. So I get one more there. Um, but I was kind of right too. But it uh, was kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, I wrote. <laughs> uh, normally, I write funny stuff to try and make myself laugh. I think this is just a typo. I wrote flashback to everyone's is prom. <laughs> I don't know if that was Maybe supposed knew. to be funny. Maybe, everyone's yeah. is yeah. Flashback to everyone's is prom. Barney says best prom ever. I don't think you, you got. We got a flashback to one person's prom. Yeah, and I don't think Barney said best prom ever. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So, so point goes to David. Point goes to David. Uh, David Beck. David Michael Bex. David Michael Gregory Bex is my <laughs> full confirmation name. Um, so let's look at predictions based on this next week's oh, yes. uh, episode. This is this is the part where I have to do some googling. So you have to right. Um, I'm supposed to vamp, which I'm. It makes me very nervous, and I'm not good at it. Should I mean, I just, you could just like sing more I just sing uh, TLC? TLC. Yeah. <laughs> so season one, episode twenty-one of Friends is called the one with the fake Monica. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say. I'm going to guess. There's a single white female situation. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to say like someone's pretending to be or trying to make themselves more like Monica. Okay. That Monica has like a friend. Okay. Coworker or someone from her past or someone who's like, Oh, I do everything you do now. Yeah. Yeah. I like so it. I'm going to say, that's fun. Monica gets single white female, single white 
female. I, re- I rewatched that movie a few years ago. It's not great. I was just going to ask you if you have, because we, we have, have Blu-ray. it. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, but I don't like it. it. I think the dog dies. There's a dog oh, death. Oh, I think it does, it's yeah. really upsetting. Yeah. The thing that sticks out to me watching it now is how much it's like a Me Too movie. I've forgotten about the whole storyline mm, yeah. about Stephen Tobolowsky. <gasps> He gets mutued? No, he, well, he he doesn't get called out on it, but he tries to like basically say that his contract with Bridget Fonda, because he's like her employer or her the contractor, and he basically says it's requisite upon you having sex with me. Oh, yeah, I had forgotten about that storyline that definitely stuck out post me too. Yeah. All right, so season one, episode twenty of How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Natalie. Yeah. Sorry, episode twenty-one. Okay. If I'm any mother, this isn't going to help. It's called milk. <laughs> um, First off, you love milk. Yeah. Just the word is gross. Um, okay. Um, okay. I think someone is going to be baking. Okay. And for some reason... They're out of milk. The person who is who's baking. Someone baking. I, I guess I'm thinking of baking because that's been like an ongoing theme with Victoria. She oh, was a baker. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So I got Monica gets single white female and someone's baking and needs milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we accomplished it. Yeah. It is. It is accomplished. Yeah. Speaking of Jesus, um, it is accomplished. Uh, we discussed season one, seasons one, episodes 20 of Friends entitled The One with Evil Orthodontist, the best prom ever. Uh, you can find me at battleshipretention.com. That's my other podcast and where I write movie reviews. You can also find this podcast there. Comment on it. Email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Um, definitely uh, rate and review us on on iTunes. We've um, gotten a couple of reviews at this point. It's been been very uh, positive. Uh, It's very uh, encouraging. Yeah. People say nice things about us. People are even listening to this. Of course they are. We're great. Uh Um, and you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Davey pretension. Um, Natalie, is there anywhere you would like people to find you on the internet? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, until next time, see you at the Van Smoot House. <laughs> I should have seen it go.